0: Welcome to Evangelism on Fire. My name is Mark Thomas, a pastor, a teacher of the best-selling book of all time, your host, and most importantly, your evangelism coach. And each week, we bring you an on-fire message to empower you to live the most exciting life God has created you to live by actively sharing your faith in Jesus with others. I am so thankful for our time together today. It's an honor spending time with you evangelism on fire nation this will truly inspire you and i believe it will inspire so many people that you know so if you're enjoying this make sure to share this link with a friend who needs to hear it just copy and paste the link on your podcast app you're listening to and a quick reminder click the subscribe button over on apple podcast right now to be notified on the evangelism on fire in the future and leave us a rating and review as well if you enjoy this episode episode. Evangelism on Fire Nation, man, I am so excited for today's episode. We have a very special guest named Pastor Brian Burgess. He is going to share a great message with us today that you guys need to hear. One day I was on his YouTube channel, checking out a message entitled, Obey God Even If It Hurts. And man, this message was so powerful. It spoke to me. It inspired me. It motivated me to go out and share my faith in Jesus with others. It pumped me up to take the boom, the gospel of Jesus Christ to every person that God placed in my path that day. And man, it was so good. I reached out to Brian. I said, Hey man, you have got to let evangelism on fire nation hear this message. Would it be cool if I shared this message with evangelism on fire nation? You know what Brian said? He said, absolutely. So guys buckle up, hold on tight. I hope that this message, and inspires you and motivates you to go out and share the gospel message with as many people as you can, as it did me when I heard this message. Today, check out Pastor Brian Burgess as he talks about Peter and the Apostle John almost getting killed, ruining the entire mission of Jesus. Check it out.
1: Hey, y'all. It's Brian here. Today, we are looking at the end of Acts chapter 5 and some crazy things that took place. Now, I said in the beginning that we're looking at that time that Peter and John almost got killed. So here's the story. Here's what happened. At this point in the history of the early church, the church is growing like crazy. They have picked up crazy momentum. There's like a frenzy in Jerusalem because the apostles are Just they're sharing the gospel all over the place. They're constantly in the temple. They're on the temple complex in the courtyards. They're going from house to house. They are going all over Jerusalem sharing that Jesus is the long awaited Jewish Messiah or the Christ and people are being saved left and right.
0: Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay stay calm.
1: At one point, it's so crazy that people are actually bringing sick people out into the streets hoping that Peter's shadow falls on them. And when Peter, apparently when Peter's shadow would fall on them, they would be healed. Like it is pandemonium. It is crazy what's happening as the early church is picking up serious momentum. As a result, though, the Jewish religious leaders, the Sadducees primarily, are actually filled with jealousy. And so at this point, their jealousy and their rage take over and they arrest Peter and John, throwing them in prison.
0: The worst thing about prison was the was the dementors they were flying all over the place and they were scary and then they come down and they suck the soul out of your body and at height
1: now as is typical in the book of acts something supernatural happens god actually intervenes and he sends an angel to them the angel opens the door and these guys leave the prison they leave the jail like it's Crazy. Like they get this miraculous get out of jail card. Don't go by Monopoly. That game is crazy. Nobody just picks up a get out of free jail card. You know, those things cost thousands. The angel actually tells them, though, that they have to continue preaching to the crowds, to the people. So they don't just get out of jail just for getting out of jail's sake. They're still on the mission of God. So what happens? These guys go right back into the temple courts the next day preaching about Jesus. So the religious leaders, they go to the jail and see that they're not there anymore. Somebody's like, hey, those dudes you arrested, they're downstairs preaching. So they go and they get in this confrontation with them and they send one of the captains of the guards to go and take them and and bring them back in. Well, at this point, the religious leaders are irate. They are angry. And so they tell them, we told you not to teach anymore in this name the name of Jesus. And Peter has this huge, huge, memorable one line. He says this, we are to obey God rather than obey man. In other words, God has commissioned us to go and preach the gospel. And so we're going to preach the gospel, whether you put us in jail or not. Well, this enrages the religious leaders. So they take them back, they kind of arrest them again, put them in a holding area, and they're discussing what to do about this. Now, in this time of discussion as to what to do about this, Luke introduces us to another character that we need to pay attention to.
0: Hi, friends, family. It's nice to meet you.
1: His name is Gamaliel. Now, Gamaliel only appears in the book of Acts this one time, but it's significant because this Gamaliel actually was at one time basically the seminary professor of who would eventually become. Paul the apostle. And so Gamaliel is a pretty big name. He's actually one of the leading teachers in the entire school of Jerusalem. It was a big, big deal. Well, Gamaliel stands up and he says to the crowd this. He says, basically, guys, we need to just back off because if this is of God, we can't stop it. If it's not of God, It won't last. It'll die out. And he uses some historical examples of revolutionaries from earlier in their history. And he's like, these guys didn't survive and it wasn't of God. So if this thing that these early apostles are doing, if it's not of God, it's going to die. Spoiler alert, 2000 years later, it hasn't died. So they bring the apostles back in. They charge them not to teach anymore in the name of Jesus. And then they have them beaten. They have them flogged. Now, the Bible says something super interesting. It says when the apostles were released, they rejoiced that they were worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. Now, the name is the name of Jesus, which is the one who was their savior and ultimately the savior of all who call on him in faith. And they rejoiced that they were worthy to suffer dishonor for him. This section ends by saying that every day these guys went from the temple to every house that they could go to, and they never stopped teaching and preaching that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of God. So what can we learn from this section? Well, there are three things that I want to leave you with today. Number one, persecution follows proclamation. I've said that in almost every video in this series, and that's a theme that you'll see over and over and over throughout the book of Acts. Persecution follows proclamation. These guys are proclaiming the gospel of Jesus. They're proclaiming that Jesus is the Christ and persecution follows. So as a modern Christian, you need to know and understand that persecution follows the proclamation of the gospel. So don't let the fear of persecution stop you from the power of your proclamation. Number two, our ultimate allegiance is to God and his mission. Peter says that great line, we must obey God rather than men. And when it comes to obeying God, we obey God by continuing to go forth with the mission of the gospel. We're called to go into all the world and make disciples. Just like these early apostles, we will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon us and we will be his witnesses. Now, there are times when various governmental agencies or various even religious agencies or maybe even our families or the schools that we go to or our jobs will tell us that you don't need to be talking about Jesus. And it's in those moments that we have to realize our ultimate allegiance is to God and his mission. Number three, consistency is what drives the mission of Jesus forward. Now, to be fair, it is the Holy Spirit that drives the mission of Jesus forward. And so I'm not taking the Holy Spirit out by any stretch of the imagination, but notice how the Holy Spirit drives the mission forward. These guys, they're arrested, they're put in jail, an angel opens the door. What do they do? They immediately, very next day, go and continue to preach the gospel consistency. They're arrested the next day and they're put in this holding area and they're brought out and they're flogged and told to never preach in the name again. What do they do? They go out and they go from the temple and then from house to house to house, preaching and teaching. They're consistent. They don't let one thing get them down. They don't let two or three or four or five things get them down. Rather, they're consistent about continuing to speak about Jesus and be a witness to Jesus. So the Holy Spirit definitely pushes forth the kingdom of God. And one of the ways that the Holy Spirit does that is by consistency. And so I want to encourage you, man, maybe you've got that friend or family member or coworker that you've been constantly sharing the gospel with and sharing your testimony. Don't give up. Keep that consistency in your life and in your testimony and in your ministry and keep watching God push that ministry forward. Now it's bonus tip time. You ready? I'm ready. Let's go. I've said in almost every video that persecution follows proclamation. But did you notice the way the apostles responded to this particular persecution? It says that they rejoiced because they were worthy to suffer dishonor for the name of Jesus. If it's true that persecution follows proclamation, then it also needs to be true that praise follows persecution. See, the truth is we have a choice as to how we respond when persecution comes our way. Yeah, we can have a pity party and we can be all woe is me and the sky is falling. (laughs) I know I'm guilty of that from, from time to time. But we can take an example from the life of these apostles and we can remind ourselves that though persecution may follow proclamation, we can let praise follow persecution and we can trust God in all things and glorify God in all things. So I don't know what you're dealing with or I don't know what's going on in your life, but I want to encourage you, develop the habit of praise in all things.
0: Thanks so much for your time with me today. It's been an amazing time. Make sure to join me for our next episode. Evangelism on Fire Nation, let's continue to get fired up building our tribe of people so we can penetrate the darkness with light in our lost and searching world. Be a change agent and share our podcast with people who want to take part in taking the boom, the gospel message to others. Remember to invite at least one friend to listen to our next episode with you. Sharing is caring. Make sure to click the subscribe button over on Apple podcast right now to be notified on the evangelism on fire in the future and be generous and show us some love by leaving us a rating and review. If you enjoy this episode, may God continue to bless you big time. Have the best week of your life. Make sure to join me for our next episode of evangelism on fire.